Hey folks, thanks for tuning in again, or for the first time, to my silly little podcast, A Rock and Roll Rabbit Hole, where I ferret through my vinyl collection of about 500 records and my tiny brain of about 500 remaining brain cells and take a light-hearted, positive, fanboys look at my favourite songs and bits of songs and artists that fall within a different, pointless, set theme every episode, and I sometimes highlight some rock and roll bed shits just for some fun. It's really just an attempt to archive some stories, old YouTube interviews, and some great songs for like-minded rock music fans. Choosing from any song part or artist that has given me joy as a listener or a slight Norwegian wood as a musician. It's not a countdown, but I will leave my favourite choice for last. This is just a bit of laid-back, unnecessary fun that hopefully inspires someone to support a musician by buying some music or some merch, or listen to an old favourite album, and check out all this amazing shit that I adore, which has formed the soundtrack of my life. As a lot of people do like to share their opinions these days, please let me know if you think if I have missed anything in my record collection that I know and that I like by sending me an email at thisisnotarealemailaddress at gofeckyegoodself.cockgoblin.com. That's cock spelt with two Ks, and I'll get back to you as soon as I give a shit. But seriously, if you do want to say hi, you can hit me up and follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook a rock and roll rabbit hole podcast or via the website a rock and roll rabbit hole.com that's com spelt with a c the website also has spotify playlists of all of the songs used in each episode past episodes as well and some other golden magic and i also have some small playlists of the great lesser known artists that i like to highlight at the end of each episode on the victims tab of the website Please rate, review, subscribe, and share the podcast. If you are digging it, that's super helpful and genuinely appreciated. Thanks again. Apologies in advance, and here goes. On the list of things that grind my gears, right up there with choirs, overplaying musicians, social media and DJs, is fucking Christmas carols. And there's two types of Christmas carols that I hate more than any others. A, premature Christmas carols, like the ones you hear way before December, and they seem to go particularly early this year, and there should be a law against that. And B, are the stupid Northern Hemisphere specific Christmas carols, like this piece of poop I'm talking over. Something that just annoys me about hearing songs like Winter Wonderland when I'm sweating my balls off on a hot Aussie summer. Anyway, I'll try and keep most of this podcast positive to offset this horrific onslaught of shopping centre musical ear molestation. For my first Christmas podcast, my shitty present to you all is I want to say Merry Christmas and thanks to you all for listening, especially if you're listening on Christmas Day. I hope you've all had an okay day and enjoy some of this podcast. And the present is episode 46, Christmas Songs. We'll get back to my rock and roll Noah's Ark next week, but I just wanted to squeeze out a nice little Christmas one. So as I said, I do despise most Christmas carols, but there are some Christmas mentioning songs that I think are great. So I'll start with a song from 1997 that was a small hit in Australia, the UK and the USA, and mentions Christmas in the first line of the first verse. Ben Folds 5, Brick. There's nothing that's against the rules. If I feel that I want to write in first person and completely make it up, then I'm going to do it. And I realize that it's a powerful, um, you know, the, the I in songwriting is, is, is powerful because people tap into the uh, celebrity of it, really. They, they go, oh, that guy. And I don't mean that I'm a celebrity, but I mean as the, they're interested in, in the personality behind the guy that's singing that actually did that. And uh, so I think, I think that can be a good thing. In the case of Brick, um, it is, uh, is a very... Uh, you know, it's a, it's a very true, naked, completely literal song about what happened to my girlfriend in high school. Um, you know, 16 years old and 
didn't know any better and she got pregnant and there you go and it was a really really tough tough year i mean it went a lot tougher than the song is ever going to say but the, what I wanted to do after that, from that point on, I always wanted to, to write a song, and I tried lots of different ways of capturing the feeling of being a teenager and having to grow up in two seconds. And as you grow up, something dies at the same time. That's uh, that's how I feel, feel like I did it. I mean, I, I, I've said before uh, that, that I didn't want it to be a political statement, and I didn't want it to be... Um, sensationalized so when the song was out i never talked about it. i never answered a single um, question about the song i just wanted to i figured if someone's gone through the experience they'll know it when they hear the song they'll know what that is and uh, i mean <laughs> Jesus, i i remember having to sell stuff that's one of the lines in the thing it was around christmas and i'd gotten gifts for christmas and we couldn't afford this you know so i was out at pawn shops nasty parts of town all over the place trying to sell the stuff that I'd gotten for Christmas. And my parents dropped by a stereo store and caught me selling my tape deck. The, the whole family had chipped in and bought this tape deck that I'd always wanted, a JVC tape deck. And I'd gotten it early. I, I, I knew what I'd gotten. I talked to them to give me early. And then I go to the stereo shop. Maybe the stereo guy called my parents, but they both came in the store, and I'm standing there with the stereo salesman getting the money for it. They didn't know. They knew something was going on in my life, but they didn't know what it was. And... My uh, girlfriend was uh, was she was suicidal and it was a bad year. Yeah. Six a.m. day after Christmas, I throw some clothes on in the dark. The smell of cold, car seat is freezing. The world is sleeping. I am numb. Stairs to her apartment. She is balled up on the couch. Mom and Dad went down to Charlotte. They're not home to find us out. And we drive. Now that I've found someone, I'm feeling more When you have a hit song, much of your fan base and people who listen to your music, are, their opinion is going to be loud and clear that they feel that you've abandoned the fan base, you've written something that's not for them, it's for everybody else, you've sold out, all kinds of things like that. And that's like when, when the song came, when we wrote and recorded the song and, and it came out, that was the overwhelming vibe. That was my neighbors were listening because we recorded our house, were listening up against the house and uh, didn't try to hide their opinion when we walked out, and they'd heard it like, what is that crap? Because we've been playing silly up-tempo. We were the piano band that rocks. That was my first brush with that, and it stayed that way. And we, did, we couldn't even fit the song into a show. But when I look back on it, I think that the fact that that song was a hit, it gives me some confidence in, in pop music, because the song is completely honest what it is. It's crafted well. It's relaxed. It's recorded in a way that we'd never recorded a song before, which is absolutely live, three or four microphones in a bedroom. You can, it can't. The song could not have more integrity than it had. Uh, it was also uh, probably the first notable collaboration too, because Darren had that chorus. She's a brick, and I'm drowning slowly. That was his contribution. And though that's a small contribution to the song, that happens to be probably the the bar of music that most people remember out of everything that we did and I've done, that's it. And that was his contribution. And it's not bad. <laughs> it's a cool little, it's like a home run. And he writes hit choruses and, and I really don't, I've never understood a hit chorus. I wish I did. Cause I'd you know, be much better off if I did, but I don't get them. But I knew that that was something. And when he showed that to me a couple years before we actually did the song, he goes, I've been sitting around with this song. My friends think it sucks. What do you think? 
And, uh, of course they think it sucks. Everyone's trying to be too damn cool all the time. And it's like, he's a brick and I'm drowning. And I just thought this is something, but I don't know what it is. And I've been trying to express this whole thing of the high school abortion. Uh, and I've been trying to do it too literally. And, and, and I tried several versions of songs and, and, and when he did that, I was like, wow, that's just like abstract enough. If you paste it on, suddenly there's something there. And, uh, the, the other element of the song is we were opening up for Neil Young, uh, at the time that I wrote the song. And uh, I was inspired by his ability to make a, a stadium feel like a living room. And we were making living rooms feel like stadiums. I felt this is backwards. Like we go on little punk rock clubs and we, we try to make it into this big, hairy deal. And there's Neil sitting there like no one's there except for two people in his living room, captivating a whole audience. And that inspired me. Uh, to write that song too, to just write something that wasn't trying so hard to rope everybody in. And look what happened. It roped everybody in. The next Christmas mentioning song is a bit of a departure song from this band's usual sound, but it's a song I've always dug the melody of the chorus in. The lyrics are a bit weird to me in terms of making any kind of sense, but one of those words is Christmas. Where are you? And I'm so sorry. I Miss You was a song that uh, Tom had the... Tom had the basic uh, guitar riff and structure for the verses part of the song, and we went in and we started writing. We had a different chorus for a while, but we weren't really feeling it, and uh, I made a mistake playing the bass, and it actually sounded good, and so I presented that to Tom and Travis as an idea, and we worked on it like that. I Miss You was a very special moment in the Untitled record. It kind of was uh, every, got the best out of everybody at the time, and you know Travis recorded this amazing drum loop, and we did it all on acoustic instrumentation. There's even our producer Jerry Finn had this uh, like organ that you powered with your hand. It had a bellows on it, and that's what the uh, that's what the organ sound is on that record. So special song in our history, that's for sure. Where you can always find me, and we'll have Halloween on Christmas. And in the night we'll wish this never ends We'll wish this never ends Next up is a song that mentions laughing at Christmas trees, so I'm in. And it's a song I've always loved from a band that I missed in last week's A to G of the Rock and Roll Ark. They wouldn't have been allowed on the Ark, but they were definitely worth a mention. And the Christmas mentioning song is Let's Go to Bed by The Cure. You think you're tired now, wait until three. Nothing at the Christmas lights, remember from December.
Another English song that mentions Christmas and lights is a Rolling Stones song from 1973's Goat's Head Soup. And I still love the sound of these 70s Stones albums. Winter by the Rolling Stones. Joel also has a song that mentions Christmas lights. This is my only song about Christmas that I ever wrote. They wanted me to do a Christmas album, I thought it was kind of bullshit. <laughs> Billy, why don't you do a Christmas album? Another New York artist had a crack at a Christmas song in 1989.
an Aussie song we have definitely heard somewhere in a previous episode tells a sadder tale of a Christmas spent in prison. And the song mentions the C word too. I guess I circled this song for a long time. It's, you know, Christmas has been covered so much so that the thought of writing another Christmas song was, was in some ways a bit daunting. I had a tune kicking around was that we'd been playing at Soundcheck with the band on, on tour, but it was just it was just sort of a chord progression without any real words. How to Make Gravy, it's another song that was written at, at someone else's prompting. I was asked to take part in a Christmas charity record around 1996 by Lindsay Field. But I remember thinking maybe the best way to write about Christmas is from the point of view of someone who can't be home for Christmas. The next thought is, oh, so why can't they be home for Christmas? You know, are they too, they live too far away? Um, and then I thought, oh, they're in prison. They can't get home for Christmas because Christmas they're in prison. And, and as soon as I had that thought, um, the song wrote itself. Hello, Dan. It's Joe here. I hope you're keeping well. It's the 21st of December. Now they're ringing the last bell. If I get good behavior, I'll be out of here by July. Won't you kiss my kids on Christmas Day? Please don't let them. Ryan Adams' song, New York, New York, drops a Christmas mention in the last verse. And an interesting fact about the song's film clip, it was shot on September 7th, 2001, a few days before the September 11 attacks, and has the towers in the background. I remember Christmas in the blistering cold in the church on the Upper West Side. Babe, I stood the singing, I was holding your arm, you were holding my trust like a child. Found a lot of trouble out on Avenue B, but I tried to keep it over hello. Farewell to the city and the love of my life, these we left before we had to go. Love won't play any games with you anymore if you don't want them to. Sweep as she, so thing at the door, I'll always be thinking of you. Another sad vibe Christmas prison song next, which mentions Christmas in the first line, and it's John Prine's Christmas in Prison. It was Christmas in prison, and the food was real good. We had turkey and pistols carved out of wood. And I dream of her always, even when I don't dream. Her name's on my tongue, and her blood's in my strain. Wait a while, eternity Oh, my 
nature's got nothing on me Come to me, run to me, come to me now We're rolling, my sweetheart, we're flowing by God I have to put this next song in too. It's another sad Christmas song, but I've always liked the flavour of its cheese. I'm Andrew Ridgely, and this is the story of Last Christmas by Wham. February 1984, uh, during, of all things, the big match, uh, a footy show. George jumped up from a sofa that we were sitting on, took himself upstairs, came back an hour later with the bare bones of a Christmas classic. It was a song that had number one written all over it. Or so we thought. Uh, it made it to number two, but only because the wonderful Band Aid um, was occupying the top spot that year. And Andrew Ridgely mentioned number two, so we have to pop this in. We've all heard of Rudolph and his shiny nose, and we all know Frosty, who's made out of snow. But all of those stories seem kind of gay, because we all know who brightens up our holiday. Christmas Pooh, small and brown, he comes from you. Sit on the toilet, here he comes, squeezing tween your festive buns. A present from down below, spreading joy with a howdy ho. He's seen the love inside of you, cause he's a piece of poo. Sometimes he's nutty, sometimes he's corny, he can be brown or greenish brown. But if you eat fiber on Christmas Eve, he might come to your town. Mr. Hanky, the Christmas Pooh. He loves me, I love you, therefore vicariously he loves you. I can make him Mr. Hanky too. I'm Mr. Hanky, the Christmas Pooh. Seasons greetings to all of you. Let's sing songs and dance and play. Now before I melt away, here's a game I like to play. Stick me in your mouth and try to say, howdy ho ho yum yum yum. Christmas time has come. Sometimes he's runny. Sometimes Sometimes he hangs off the end of your ass and won't fall in the toilet Cause he's just clinging to your sphincter And he won't drop off and so you shake your ass around Try to get it to drop in the toilet and finally it does <laughs> Mr. Hanky, the Christmas food And Christmas leaves, he must leave too Flush him down, but he's never gone His smell and his spirit Christmas 
could have a clubhouse leader for shit-covered cheese. There's a man there you know He's the host of the show And you'll find that he fucking hates choirs Just because you can doesn't mean you fucking should. Andrew Ridgely just talked about the song that kept Last Christmas from number one in the UK in 1984. And that song sold one million copies in the first week of its release and three million in the first month from the 25th to the 11th, 84 to Christmas Day, 84. So Do They Know It's Christmas went to number one in Australia, UK, New Zealand, Canada, and most of Europe, including our beloved Norway, who also did Christmas. You like gay. But only went to number 13 in the US, so they did their own monstrosity, We Are The World, the next year in 1985. And like The Office, it was okay, but not as good as the original. It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. Christmas time, we let in light and we vanish it. And in our world of plenty, we can spread a smile of joy. Throw your arms around the world at Christmas time. Hathaway was such a great singer, even he can make a cheesy Christmas song sound semi-cool. So we've gone from last Christmas, and this one is This Christmas.
Clash also have a Christmas mentioning song on 1982's Combat Rock. And the song was a double A-sided single with Should I Stay or Should I Go? And here's Joe Strummer chatting through the demise of The Clash, Billy Idol and Johnny Rotten, and their Christmas mentioning song, Straight to Hell. This week, that God Save the Queen was number two, and you just had top 40 with White Riot. What do you think of people like Billy Idol and, and John Rotten now? Well, Billy, I respect because we were guilty of patronizing Billy when he was with Gen X. You know, we all thought he was a bit of a joke. You know, truth must be told. And I respect Billy for going to New York and carving a new career for himself. And I, I think his records are pretty decent. But as for Rotten, I don't want to judge Johnny Rotten because he's very honest. You know, he won't bullshit you. I think Johnny Rotten is one of the greatest poets that have written in the English language. You know, I include Lord Byron. Do you, um, do you regret what happened with The Clash? Well, I do because, because, because it was so stupid. But having said that, it's no more than any other new group will face. For example, drugs, ego, women. There's many things that can knock a band down, and like, I think we fell prey to all of those. For me, the clash was over when Topper Hedden was sacked for being a heroin addict. So what, what actually happened, you know, how did it happen that Mick, who was, you know, the leader of the band with you, was, was thrown out? Well, that was due to... fault, was it? My fault. My ego. I tell you, it's no, there's no restraining an ego when it's rampant, you know? And when you have a success, man, you know, I thought, because Mick wasn't, and he'll tell you himself, he wasn't being very cooperative. For example, say we're planning to do a tour, record an album, it would be, well, yeah, when Mick gets out of bed, you know, and like, that's quite annoying when you're full of energy. And so I was wound up to the state where I thought it would be best to, to get rid of Mick. What do you think in terms of music changing? What do you think of the charts now? I mean, and what kind of music do you like? Well, I'm not very technical. I'm not very um, synthesizer. I'm not very, you know, computer graph, video screen, check the sound out and duplicate it. But I don't want to be a Luddite, and I want to say that I'm into performance. It's just four humans going one, two, three, four playing the song together, which is how we made Clash records. Nowadays, you're technically perfect and you can stop the tape, you know, everything's coming out of little boxes. You do it one by one, bass, drums, this and that. You know, I do want to embrace the new world, but I think just a couple of things we might be missing, performance and content on the songwriting. Tell me about, uh, about Straight to Hell then. I realize Straight to Hell is like, pure rubbish, but we know it's rubbish and we don't want to sell it under any other name. And I think people will pick up on the fact that we're saying this is rubbish, but it's worth a laugh, rather than being conned into going to see Mona Lisa or Round Midnight or any of those critical faves, which are just Zedsville, as far as I'm concerned. Has your lifestyle sort of changed radically, do you think, over the last 10 years, you know, since all the kind of punk thing happened? Do you look at yourself now and think, I couldn't envisage myself being like this 10 years ago? Yeah, it has. I mean, for example, I've got two, two girl daughters, you know, beautiful children, three and one. And also, like, I managed to put a mortgage down on a house when I used to squat. And everything's changed, you know. It's, it's not just me. Would you, would you get the clash, clash back together now if you could? Yes, I would, yeah. Wanna join in a chorus Of the Amerasian blues When it's Christmas out in Bochimin Sitting kitty say papa 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 Sam Take me home See me got Photo, photo, photograph of you and mama, 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 Sam. Of you and mama, 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 Sam. Let me tell you about your blood, bamboo kid. It ain't Coca-Cola, it's rice. Straight to hell, boy. Go straight to hell, boy. 
Bob Dylan suggests two presents that I disagree with on the last line of his song from 1965, She Belongs to Me. Bow down to her on Sunday, salute her when her birthday comes. Bow down to her on Sunday, salute her when her birthday comes. For Halloween, buy her a trumpet, and for Christmas, get her a drum. The Darkness nail their attempt at a Christmas song with a knob joke title I missed in episode 20's brackets. The song was kept from the coveted UK Christmas number one position by a cover of Tears for Fears' Mad World. And when asked about the title, Justin Hawkins replied, And I quote, We managed to get Bellend into a Christmas song without getting it banned. And ring peace. The Darkness, Christmas time, don't let the bells end. Fade and joy and surprise the gifts we despise of the mountain with you on the 25th day of the 12th month the slave has So next up is another song that just missed the UK Christmas number one spot, being kept at number two by the Pet Shop Boys cover of Elvis's Always On My Mind in 1987. It has reached the UK top 40 on 18 separate occasions since then, including every year at Christmas since 2005, and sold about 1.5 million copies. And it starts out pretty tame, but the lyrics get a bit fruity in the second half. Fairy Tale of New York by The Pogues. Christmas Eve, babe, in the drunk tank, an old man said to me, won't see another one, and then he sang a song, the rare old mountain dew, I turned my face away. Undreamed about you Got on a lucky one Came in late to one I've got a feeling This year's for me and you So happy Christmas I love you baby I can see a better time When all our dreams come true They got cars, big as bars They got rivers of gold But the windows right through you It's no place for the old When you first took my hand On a cold Christmas Eve Miss me, Broadway was waiting for me. You were handsome. You were pretty queen of New York City. 
sitting when, when the band finished playing, they held up the mark. Sinatra was swinging, all the drums they were singing. We kissed on the corner, then danced through the night. The boys of the envelope, Pinny Coyle, were singing, go away, play. And the bells were ringing out for Christmas Day. Even ACDC have dabbled with a tongue-in-cheek, jingle-belled Christmas tune on 1990's Mistress for Christmas. Gallagher had a crack at a Christmas song by covering Slade's Merry Christmas Everyone. Are you hanging up your stockings on the wall? It's the time that every Santa has a ball. Does he ride a red-nosed reindeer? Do a turn up on a sleigh? Do the fairies keep him so before the day? So here it is, Merry Christmas. Everybody's having fun. Look to the future now. So just begun. And of course, there's this one. We specifically did the poster event around the world for Christmas to try and get at least one plug-in for peace on earth at Christmas because that's what it's about. And happy birthday, Christ, you know, is what it's about. If you had one wish for Christmas time, what would it be? Peace. Peace on earth. And love. Peace on earth. That implies no violence, Mm. no starving children, no violent minds, no violent households, no No violence, no Mm. frustration, no fear. Happy Christmas, Kyoko. Happy Christmas, Julian. So So this this is Christmas. And what have you done? Another year over. And so this is Christmas I hope you have 
That song included backing vocals from the Harlem Community Choir, and here's another choir taking the movement a few steps backwards. Simple sounds really hurts my mind. This one goes out to the one I don't love. The fucking What have you done? Another year over, and a new one just begun. And so this is Christmas. I hope you have fun. The near and the dear Imagine the atrocious jumpers these nerds are wearing. Anyway, let's finish it up there. Merry Christmas and thanks to everyone who has listened to any of the episodes this year. And next week is the podcast's one year anniversary and I'll be back with part two of my alphabetical Noah's Ark list. I apologise for splitting that up for this Christmas interrupterous episode, but I thought a quick Christmas episode would be fun. You can say hey to me on Instagram and Facebook, A Rock and Roll Rabbit Hole Podcast, and you can check out the website, A Rock and Roll Rabbit Hole Podcast.com. There's about 75 hours of multi award watching content up there with the normal themed episodes, all the bonus episodes, and the series where I take a deep dive on a single artist. So to finish up, I'm going to finish with a song that some of the Aussies will know but probably none of our international listeners would have heard. So I'm going to end with an Aussie classic that may need a few words translated. But the general gist will hopefully restore your faith in Christmas songs and make you smile a bit. So block your ears if you live in Triggersville. Merry Christmas. I appreciate you all. I'll see you next week for the one-year anniversary. Kevin Bloody Wilson. Hey, Santa Claus. Thanks, guys. See ya. Quite often I get to thinking how as kids we got by. Like at Christmas time at our house, we couldn't even afford a fire. But we made do with what we had back then when I was young. Dad used to suck a peppermint and we'd all sit around his tongue. We couldn't afford no sparkly tinsel for our Christmas tree, so we'd just wheel old granddad in and make the old cunt sneeze. <laughs> Wheel him round the other side, Nana. <laughs> but things change pretty bloody quick. I've got kids now of me own. And I heard them unwrap their prezzies last night when I got home. Hey, Santa Claus, you cunt. Where's me fucking bike? I've unwrapped all this other junk and there's nothing that I like. I wrote your fucking letter and I come to see you twice. You want out geriatric farts if I got me fucking bike? Bloody fongs, I would have bloody asked. And this cowboy suit and ping pong set, you can shove right up your ass. You stuff me bloody order up, it's enough to make you spew. But it's not just me who's snaky, me sister's dirty too. Hey, Santa Claus, you cunt. Where's me fucking pram? You promised me you'd send me one, and you remember who I am. Cause I'm the little girl while you made sit right on your hand. I'll give you fucking ho ho ho, you forgot me fucking plan. Next time I come to see, I'm gonna punch you in the guts. 
then I'll let your fucking reindeer loose and kick Rudolph in the nuts. You just wait till next year when you get back to that store and me and me little sister come stomping through the door and we'll say, yeah, you wait for it. Hey, mums and dad, just smell his breath and check his bloodshot eyes and don't listen to him, boys and girls, because he tells fucking lies. He's just a piss tank and a pervert and he's not even very bright because the old fucking wanker forgot me fucking boy. You cunt, where's me fucking bike? I've unwrapped all this other junk and there's nothing that I like. And I wrote your fucking letter and I come to see you twice. You want a geriatric fart, you forgot me fucking bike. Fucking dob you in, you old cunt. Tell me, old man, on you, you're gonna punch your fucking lights out. I saw mummy sucking Santa Claus. <laughs> Good King Wenceslas looked out on the feast of Stephen As the slow ray round about, deep and crisp and crispy Brightly showed the boot last night on the musty cruel Henry Hall and David Lloyd, Betty Grable too Hello, this is John speaking with his voice. We're all very happy to be able to talk to you like this on this little bit of plastic. This record reaches you at the end of a really gay year for us, and it's all due to you. When we made our first record on Parafone towards the end of 1962, we hoped everybody would like what we'd already been our type of music for several years already. But we had no idea of all the gear things in store for us. It all happened really when Please Please Me became a number one hit, and after that, well, Corda Blime is heather no. Our biggest thrill of the year, well, I suppose it must have been topping the bill at the London Palladium, and then only a couple of days later being invited to take part in the Royal Variety Show. <whistles> this time last year, we were all dead chuffed because Love Me Do got into the top 20, and we can't believe really that so many things have happened in between already. Just before I pass you over to Paul, I'd like to say thank you to all the Beatle people who have written to me during the year, and everyone who sent me gifts and cards for my birthday, which I'm trying to forget, in October. I'd love to reply personally to everyone, but I just haven't enough pens. In the meantime, Gary Crimble to you, Gary Mimble to you, Gary Babel, dear Christmas, happy birthday, me too. This is Paul here. Everything that John said goes for me too, especially the bit about birthday cards and apostles. Because all our homes and offices got stacks of mail last June. Ow! <laughs> when it was my birthday. Anyway, we're all dead pleased by the way you've treated us in 1963. And we'll try to do everything we can to please you with the type of songs we write and record next year. Oh, yeah. Somebody asked us if we still like jelly babies. Well, we used to like them. In fact, we loved them. And we said so in one of the papers, you see. Ever since then, we've been getting them in boxes, packets and crates. Anyway, we've gone right off jelly babies, you see. But we still like peppermint creams and chocolate drops and Dolly Mitchells and all that sort of thing, don't yes, we? Yes, yes, oh yes. Well, lots of people asked us what we enjoy best, you see. Concert and television or recording. We like doing stage shows because, it's you know, it's great to hear an audience enjoying themselves. But the thing we like best, I think so anyway, is going into the recording studio. Yeah, Lovely. we enjoy that Love very that kindly. To make new records, which is what we've been doing all day before we started on this special message. Well, uh, what we like to hear most is one of our songs, you know, taking shape in a recording studio, uh, one of the ones what John and I have written. And then <laughs> listening to the tapes afterwards to hear how it all worked out, you see. Well, I'm running over my time and people are telling me to stop. Right, stop, go. stop, 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 stop shouting so, those animals. I'll finish now with it. Wishing everyone happy Crimble and a Merry New Year and especially all the ones who paid the subscription. Yeah, that's weird on Tango Shine on Dem Chris Bon Even. Yeah, Dem Chris Bon Even. Yeah, that's weird, Wonder Shine Boy. Tango Shine. Yeah, Ringo. Hello, Ringo here. As you know, I was the last member to join the Beatles. I started to play drums in the group 1962. <laughs> I've been <laughs> a couple of other groups. Oh, just wish oh. the people wish merry, the... happy. Go on, for Christmas. Christmas. Merry, happy New Year. And folks, happy Christmas and may may everything you wish be granted. Singers Wenceslas, King Wenceslas. King Wenceslas. Where good King Wenceslas last looked down on the feast of Stephen when the snow was on the ground deep and crisp and even. Thank you, Ringo. Thank you, Ringo. 
We'll phone you. <laughs> I'm George Harrison. Nobody else has said anything yet about our fan club secretaries and Collingham and Bettina Rose. <laughs> Not to mention Frida Kelly in Liverpool. Good old Frida! So on behalf of us all, I'd just like to say a great big thank you to Anne, Bettina and Frida for all the hard work they've done. And we just hope you can go on pleasing you for Keep a long screaming. time. Because it's your reaction to our records that really matters. And I'd just like to say... Brightly was the shone that night, though the winter cruel, when a pork pie came inside, gathering winter cruel. Two dollar in a grain day, had a very shiny nose, when everybody told him. Oh, 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 I'll give you fucking ho ho ho.